there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. Get ready, here it comes. The doctor is in. This is Lieutenant Sulu of the Starship Enterprise, standing by on the bridge with the Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. That's not what he meant by that. Merry that's Christmas. He, no, no, no. That's not what he meant when he said fire. What's <laughs> hey. Don been smoking? That's what I want to know. Leave it to Super Don. Shisulu singing chestnuts roasting on open fire and the Enterprise open fire. Way to go. Oh, yeah. Dr. Batar. Hey, huh, Don? What's that? That's special for me, huh? That was just for you, my, my, my fellow Stark, uh, Star Trek fan. My fellow Trekkie. <laughs> better for Christmas for me than that. Oh, well, okay, so are you throwing down a challenge here? <laughs> All right, out. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, before the hour's over, mm-hmm. I will come up with a better Star Trek Christmas song. He'll, How's that? He'll, Dr. Batar, he'll do it, too. Look out. Be ready. All right, Be ready. Well, that, means that, that means that you and I have to cover the medical side of the house while it, Don is doing yes. these type of constructive things. He will be mopping up something. I don't know. Anyway, welcome, Dr. Batar. Good to be with you this Christmas week on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Of course, those of you who are new to this, Dr. Batar and I, we open every Monday with this, uh, the Medical Rewind, medicalrewind.com. If you ever miss a show, hundreds of hours available to you, uh, free for download. Of course, thanks to our syndicator, GCN, and, of course, naturalnewsradio.com. And we've got a lot of topics we want to cover this hour. Uh, we've got you know more Ebola stories on tap. Uh, Cheryl Atkinson, the great investigative uh, uh, journalist, uh, reporter you've interviewed and, and talked with before, Dr. Batar, has also come out and said the CDC is hiding the actual numbers of people that are being monitored right now in the U.S. that may be carrying Ebola or may be manifesting it. So there's a lot still going on behind the scenes, even though it's kind of fallen out of the news cycle. Yeah, I think that this uh, the Ebola aspect, part of maybe suppressing it also may be part of that elastic rebound effect that they're trying to create by increasing the fear-mongering that's going on. But, yes. again, as we've talked about before, it's uh, it's not a difficult thing to deal with if you know what to do and, and how to do it. And right. the technology is readily available. And um, you know, what else can I say? Well, we, we talked to him, and I interviewed um, uh, Robert Rowan, Dr. Rowan, when I was at ACAM, and you know his attempts to go over there. We know there are other groups that are attempting to do some things with silver, with ozone, and different things that we know actually do work in stopping viral replication. But we also know the mass poisoning of the people on that continent, you know, by dumping things like toxic pesticides and genetically engineered foods or seeds that's happening there as well, or the lack of sewage sanitation and hygiene. I mean, these are all basic concepts that are lost to the World Health Organization and the CDC, other than the toxicologists that they never let out to come and come out and play. Right, and in fact, even in our population here in the industrialized world, we're going to have the susceptible groups will be the ones that are in the lower socioeconomic, that have poor diets, that you know, consume a lot of sugars and a lot of 
um, substances that have preserves them there and this the, the overall negative energetics that they are feeding into their systems not only the foods but also the waters what they're breathing in what you're inhaling the right. emotional psychological spiritual aspect the whole aspect of the energetic being whatever is causing a decline in that system will basically promote the virulence of the virus, if you will. Right. Well, exactly. Again, you talk about opportunistic infections and the nine steps to keep the doctor away. Uh, It's not like it's unknown to the medical profession, but so many, all they do are target and treat these infections and devastate the immune system in the process, neglecting the very terrain that gave rise to it. Yeah, and I think that's an important point that you bring up that I think we can uh, illustrate a point that everybody should keep in the back of their mind. When you're dealing with the train, the rule should be, which is actually the rule in all medicine, which is supposed to be do no harm, which unfortunately most uh, of us in the medical profession forget about. The rule should be with the train, do no harm to the train. It must enhance the train. So by definition, when you take an antibiotic, you're not going to just kill the bad bacteria. You're going to kill basically all bacteria. You're going to throw off the entire natural balance. You're going to allow for things such as yeast, when people talk about, oh, I've got a yeast issue, well, people get a yeast issue because of indiscriminate use of antibiotics. You kill off all the good bacteria, all the bad bacteria is a goal, obviously, but they kill off the good bacteria that throws up the balance that allows their yeast to proliferate, and then you end up having systemic candidiasis, and people wonder why they're having all these other problems. So you want to make sure that whatever you do from a terrain aspect is not going to cause damage to uh, the the surroundings. So think of it as in Vietnam, napalm. You know, they come in there with napalm and they kill everything. They don't just right. they don't they're not selective about it. They just basically mm-hmm. wipe everything off the face of the earth. And you do not want to do that because that is going to cause more problems mm-hmm. not only in the in the short term but especially in the long term. Yeah. Well you know when I lecture on the on the GI system uh, I talk about that. I use that napalm uh, visual for people that are old enough to remember the Vietnam police action. It wasn't a war. There was no declaration of war, but uh, there was a police action over in Vietnam under U.N. banner. It's just horrific when we look back at the history of the 20th century, post-World War II. Uh, there were all these foreign incursions that were not done constitutionally. But let me just say it this way, constitutionally talking about your body's constitution, it cannot withstand the assault of napalm in the gut, which is what we do not only with antibiotics, but people forget that vaccines also damaged the gut. That's what, you know, Wakefield found when he was, you know, innocently being the scientist and observing and reporting the observations, say, hey, there's some kind of iatrogenic enterocolitis associated with this MMR shot. And at the time, he never said the vaccine caused autism. But the point is, he acknowledged that there was real serious gut inflammation occurring post-vaccination. Yeah, and when you start talking about vaccinations, let's let's uh, make sure that we're very, very clear here. Our topic right now would be started on however we start on it, because I don't think we have an outline ever in the last five years, but uh, we start talking about the gut. So now when you bring in the issue of vaccines, it is not just damaging the gut. It is damaging everything. It is damaging Mm -hmm. the the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. It's damaging the neurovascular system. It's damaging everything. So when you start damaging everything, by definition, the gut is part of that, and so you're going to cause damage there. The other thing that a lot of people don't understand uh, or may not recognize, and I think even in medicine, a lot of mm-hmm. doctors have forgotten this, but the gastrointestinal system is often referred to as the body's second brain. Right. And the reason is is because of a lot of the neurotransmitters that are found in the brain are actually also found 
in large numbers within the gastrointestinal system, within the, the gut. For example, secretin, or sometimes pronounced as secretin, uh, was a substance that was being injected into children around the mid-1990s, uh, late 1990s. In fact, I think I was the second doctor in the United States that started using IV secretin. And we had some great results with it, but again, like everything else, you know, when you're not dealing with the toxicity, you have great results in some kids, and in other kids you don't have anything. And it's not a, it's not a panacea. Everybody thinks that there's, a, there's this new treatment, new plug, new this, new that, new supplement, whatever, that's going to cure autism. It's not an issue of curing. It's, that's not the problem. It's a toxicity issue. Mm-hmm. And if you want to remember what the toxicities are, then read you know in the book. Of course, here yeah, I'm plugging the book now, Robert. I think I've always had you plug the book. I'm That's right. It. No, you get to plug it once in a while. Or they're going to think you don't like your own book. Well, it's the seven <laughs> toxicities that we want to detoxify the body from, and it just so happens we talk about mercury all the time. But that's because mercury, mm-hmm. being in the class of the metals, mercury is one of the only substances, in fact, the only metal that causes denudation of the neurofibrils. But that's not to say that the other toxicities aren't contributing or creating a burden. So the emotional aspect, for example, the fifth toxicity, has a tremendous impact on autism. And you, one would say, well, what do you mean? We're talking about a child over here with autism. What do you mean emotional toxicity? It is the emotional toxicity of the environment that the child's within. Meaning, Robert, what, wh- who, whose emotional toxicity is going to affect the child? Well, the parents. Bingo. I mean... And, of course, all of the uh, the salt from the medical profession that's trying to convince them that they didn't see what they saw, you know, because they're not scientists. They're not doctors. You can't know that it's the vaccines. It's definitely, I mean, that adds to the emotional toxicity as well. Tremendously. And then the guilt that the parents have because they sometimes think it's their fault because they didn't listen to, mm-hmm. or, they, or they listened to the doctors and that's why this happened to the child, or that they didn't do whatever was necessary or needed or and all those things, those emotions, none of those are conducive to helping the child get better, but these are part of real life. I mean, th- this is what the parents are experiencing, and the child is picking up on this. Now, from a homeopathic principle, since you're mm-hmm. far more uh, well-versed in the field of homeopathy, Robert, than I ever will be, why don't you talk about uh, or explain from an energetic basis how important homeopathy, the principle of homeopathy, how Right. Uh, the energetic basis of it, how that actually now comes back into the body and the energy of the parents affecting the child. Well, um, well, exa- yeah, I mean, you, now you're talking about, again, and I say it this way as well, that when you're tired, you don't say you're out of molecules. You're oh, dude, I'm out of molecules, I'm tired. You're out of energy. You talk about that. We're energetic beings, all right? And when you carry that energy of worry, of angst, of anguish, anger, fear, all of these things deplete your life force. And they impact those around you. You can walk into a room of people who are upset and angry, and it's palpable. It's like walking through, yeah, I don't dare I say pudding, but not delicious pudding, right? You're like, oh, man, what did I just step into? And, and when you, not to mm-hmm. cut you off, Robert, no, but when ahead. you add the factors of uh, emotions such as pain and guilt, yes. these are extremely heavy, heavy yes, emotions heavy. carry a lot of negative energy with them. Yeah, and so it, it slows your movement in, in, in the world. I mean, our vitality, we depend upon movement. Movement is life. Suddenly you're taken down to a place where you're moving in slow motion because it's so heavy. You're carrying like a mercury weight around your ankle, if you will. And that, of course, is going to impact the child. I mean, what child is not impacted by the energy? They're energetic beings unfettered by a lot of the uh, physicality that we have that kind of blocks it or even higher mental constructs that kind of convince us that, well, somehow we are only physical and emotions don't matter because they do. They matter a lot. And as we age, we are... Our energy 
our energetics, our emotional, psychological, spiritual aspects become more independent from our parents and we start taking on our own identity. But there is an inverse correlation. As we age, we get separated from our parents. But the younger we are, mm-hmm. or the more dependent we are on our parents, the more entwined we are energetically to them. Yes. And if you want to see how important this is, look at a baby and, and, and look at the energetics between the interaction between a mother and a, and a child. And they talk about the bonding and the, yeah. and the breastfeeding aspect. All There's so much to this. In fact, we could probably talk for a year about this. Well, we'll, we'll do a little bit more discussion on it. We also have, um, well, $3.5 billion of profit that the government has made over denying vaccines and autism are linked. We're going to get to that as well. Stick around. Dr. Batar is here. Advanced Medicine Monday. Live around the world. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott Bell. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. But the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go. Make it so. Make it so. Make it so. <laughs> Man, it doesn't show signs of stopping. And I brought me some tea gray hot. <laughs> the lights are turned way down below. Make it so. Make it so. Make it so. Go ahead, number one. All right. There you go. That was very good. Uh, th- that was far, far better than the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> he, did, he didn't like good. the Sulu one as he liked the Picard one. Uh, the Picard one was really good. So for the people that are thinking that we're Star Trek nuts, actually, I'm the Star Trek nut. And when I was in, um, in South Carolina when my daughter was only about a year and a half old, my first duty station after I left residency and came back from Korea, mm-hmm. my daughter would sit in my lap and we would watch Star Trek together. And somehow, I don't know how this happened, but somehow Don picked up on it, and that's why the opening segment became... Well, and you know the funny thing is, is we didn't even discuss it. It just, (laughs) like, it just, I don't know. We're we're just kind of all on that same way. I wondered that. I thought that maybe Robert said something to you about that, Don. Yeah, did I say, like, Batar can be like a Klingon occasionally? Was that what I said? I don't remember. Yeah, I think that was it. In fact, you said he was clingy, and I thought, clingy. I thought you said No, clingy. no, I did not say clingy. <laughs> you must have heard Klingon. Oh, my gosh. Well, anyway, Christmas edition here of, of the Medical Rewind with Dr. Rasha Batar, of course, the international best-selling author of Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. All of these things are linked up in the show notes each week at robertscadbell.com. Heard around the world through naturalnewsradio.com, of course, our syndicator GCN. Our friends over the pond in Britain, UK Health Radio on Stitcher, on TuneIn, on iTunes, as well as our good friend Jerry Doyle, EpicTimes.com. So the message of health, freedom, and healing liberty is growing, Dr. Batar, and I'm just grateful that we could be here together to bring it bring it out each and every week. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you, Robert, and I really cannot believe that in February it's going to be five years. It just does not seem like it was that long ago. Yeah, I, it just it is astonishing. The time is, is accelerated. The consciousness, as we know, is shifting despite a lot of horrific things that are occurring. But no one ever said this place was going to be perfect. It's like a proving ground, if you will. And, uh, you know, we, we continue to bring the message of empowerment. And those who are ready to hear it, well, there are more of them than ever before. Well, even having a small role in helping more people become empowered and knowing that the power to heal is theirs. Yes. It's a very, very exhilarating and 
and rewarding feeling. So, you know, it's it's enough fun trying to take care of ourselves, much less everybody else. That's why we love empowering you. <laughs> it's less people to have to take care of. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because the more you take care of other people, as far as actually helping them and guiding them, and the, mm-hmm. the more it's a lesson for you. Sometimes I find myself saying something to a patient that I actually needed to hear myself. Right. And I know it sounds kind of silly, but... Not hear it, doesn't it? But, you know, it, sometimes you need to hear that message, and, and it's more powerful. It's, sitting here and talking to yourself, it's nothing compared to when you're sitting there and telling somebody else whose life is being changed, and mm-hmm. they know, they've already know that, and you sense that, that their life is being changed, and you realize, wait a second, these words are making a difference, and these are important words, because I need to hear this myself. But it's self-talk doesn't do it. It's only mm-hmm. when you're talking. I don't know whether you've had this experience on stage when you're talking and lecturing, and you say something, and you realize mm-hmm. afterwards, if you're listening to yourself or editing the, the presentation, or even maybe at that moment consciously you think about how important what you just said is for your own self. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, to reinforce something that you already know, and sometimes you just kind of, somehow you forget for the moment. So, uh, you know, I definitely... If you think about being used as a, a vehicle for spirit to communicate, it's not just for everybody else that's listening. It's for us, too. I mean, if no right. one was listening, I, I, I might not be able to afford to do the show, but I would still be talking about this because it is my passion. It's who I am. It's what I live, eat, sleep, and breathe. And that, you know, Confucius said, if you pick a job you love, you never work a day in your life. And so that's mm-hmm. one reason I've never considered what I do is work, and, and I don't think you do either. So I know no. Don... Don says he labors at it, though, so that's a little bit different. Yeah, except when he does the Star Trek Christmas special. <laughs> I labor. Yes. I labor. I labor at what? You 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 actually don't love your work. You, it's just not. It's just the dull bore. Yeah. In fact, you know what? I quit. Bye. No, 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 no. Actually, Don loves what he does. I mean, he does so much more than you would know behind the scenes. Uh, we love Super Don. We appreciate him very much. Now, well, also just obviously he loves it. That's why. Yes, he comes up with these these tunes and these things, and I mean, it's funny to sometimes just listen to all the little tunes that Don puts together. It's amusing. It's, it definitely breaks up the monotony of getting a, a message. Yeah. That oh, just, just because you said that, he says there's another one coming. Look out! Oh, great. Yeah, great. Way to go! Way to go, Doctor Bazaar. Check it out, medicalrewind.com. If you miss a show. Also, uh, when we come back, how has the government made $3.5 billion over the denial of vaccine autism link? We're going we're gonna to go there. Yes, we are. We'll be right back. Who'd you say that masked man was? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Robert Scott Bell. Here I come to save the day. Scott the Belcher. Robert Scott Belcher. Ladies and gentlemen, you're such a wonderful crowd. We'd like to play a little tune for you. It's one of my personal favorites. Health. What? Freedom. What? Liberty. What? The Robert Scott Belcher. Okay. Health. What? Freedom. What? Liberty. What? It's the Robert Scott Belcher. Yeah. Here we are again with Dr. Rasha Bittar. Doing our thing called advanced medicine. And it's hard to do any advanced medicine without acknowledging the danger of vaccinations. How dangerous are vaccinations? So dangerous that the U.S. government decided to absolve the, manu- the manufacturers of these vaccines of any any guilt and any uh, penalty, criminal, otherwise financial, should their product, the vaccinations, 
harm or kill anyone, children included, babies included. The National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. They set up a trust fund so that the manufacturers would continue to supply vaccines to the United States. They would never be sued. They could never be sued. They couldn't. They didn't even have to contribute to an insurance fund. The U.S. taxpayer would. But who knew that on top of this nefarious scheme, it would be a scheme to raise money surreptitiously for the federal government, a new tax that you didn't know about. We're figuring it out now as this goes. How the government has earned $3.5 billion from the claim that vaccines don't cause autism. Dr. Batar, there's a whole other angle on that unconstitutional kangaroo court. What, what Robert's talking about right now is not a play on words. This is not a marketing you know, headline that you see on, um, on some type of sales page to convince people to buy something. Or mm-hmm. th- There's no agenda here. This is truly not a marketing hype or some type of a newspaper uh, media gimmick to get people's attention to read their article. This is a real, real thing. Vaccine Injury Compensation Trust Fund, which Robert... You actually made me aware. I thought the government contributed to that. Apparently, mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent taxpayer yes, taxpayer dollars, subsidy. Right? That's correct. Yes. So they've got this three point four seven five billion trust fund that we have contributed to, that we put the money in, and they're making interest on this money, according to the U.S. Treasury Bureau of Public Debt, as of May six, two thousand and fourteen. Robert, I guess you got this linked up to your show notes and stuff. Oh, yeah. No, no. The link is there at robertscottbell.com. You've got to see this. This is stunning how much money is being raised off of this, of, you know, this tax on vaccines. Again, it's funded through the taxpayers. And in this way, by denying a link between vaccines and autism, because this has been a great controversy of all the families that found out most, I'd say over the time that this has been enforced, most are not even informed that there is such a thing called a vaccine court that they have to go to if they want to get compensation for an injury or a loss of a child. And sometimes they will. The statute of limitations runs out. They can't even go back to it. So the way this works is, we have contributed to this fund, i.e., the taxpayer, mm-hmm. and this money is accumulated. And by denying people from getting this money, there is interest that's made on that money, and that interest goes to the government. And so you want to know how much money, excise tax revenue, ninety-five point two million dollars, interest and investments, thirty point three million. Net income, $125.59 million, and interest as a percentage of net income is 24% yield on their money that they're getting wow. simply by denying children the ability to get compensated for having been assaulted, damaged. So what is the, do you think there's a bit of conflict of interest? I mean, if you go there, you have to fight the government for the money that you've already contributed and, of course, the government doesn't want to pay it out because that would reduce their interest each and every year. So their incentive is to deny, 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 deny. This is not just about uh, the denial of science. This is the denial of, of, of economics. Well, you know, it's actually more than that, too, because by denying the existence of the connection, then they shirk the responsibility that they fell asleep at the wheel, that they were, they were the ones that were appointed to guard our children. That's where the Centers for Disease Control came in, the governmental bodies that were there, to prevent us from getting hurt that were there to safeguard our children fell asleep at the helm. Mm-hmm. They ignored it, whether it was intentional or not. The point is they didn't do their job. They're obsolete. And by admitting that there is a correlation between vaccines and autism, they have to admit that they were incompetent and that they are responsible. So they can't do that because that would be the next civil war. That would be the, the basis of the next civil war. Yes. I mean, this is all right. And we talked about the guilt and anger. 
and 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 the, the anger certainly we could understand is justified. It's hard to imagine the guilt that a parent feels because they allowed a doctor to in, in inject this stuff, and then the the worst happens. But now on top of it, then you're having to beg the government, if you will, or or becoming an antagonistic role with the government to say, look what happened here. And then you find out that the government designed, at least initially in theory, to protect you and your kids is actually fighting against you being made whole. Not that you could ever be made whole by financial, but my gosh, there's just not enough money in the world to pay for all of these children who have been damaged to get them back to wellness, certainly not within the allopathic medical system as it stands. And there are many people that have the the limitations that they have financially that prevents them from going and getting the treatment that's needed i mean I, that mm-hmm. that's I mean, it's realistic it would be it would be unrealistic to sit here and think that that is not a constraint on people obviously it is a constraint on people but then when you find out that there's money that's already been paid into this and i mean i had no idea i thought the government had actually set up the national vaccine uh trust fund i didn't know that taxpayer dollars had gone there yeah, well, it's how it's written. Of course, a lot of times when people say the government pays for it, of course, where are they getting that? It is all yeah. coming through a you know a little fund that's at well a little tax that's added onto every vaccine. So even if the government buys it, it's still coming out of the taxpayers that end up getting it. Even if they don't get it, if they're contributor, if they're considered that. And by the way, a, a taxpayer, interestingly enough, I don't know if you realize this is not someone who pays taxes necessarily, because there are millions of taxpayers who don't pay taxes. There, but a taxpayer is is defined in the Internal Revenue Code as someone who is liable to pay, even if you don't pay because you can't, you're not making enough. More people are receiving payments than are paying in at this point. We're right on teetering on that edge where there's no return. Hmm. And that's uh, not sustainable. No, of course we know that, and and that's you know another brilliant thing that our our good friend Mike Adams came up with. He's he's worked on 3D t- printing technology to invent some things that will help people to grow food at home easier with less effort, you know, that that we, we desperately need that if when the collapse comes, on some level it will, uh, life will go on. But the question is, will we be able to eat? Well, we've got to be able to grow food. Uh, and, and, again, it's these are the things we talk about, all the things we are all doing to, in concert and also individually to empower people to be well, much less to stay alive. That empowerment aspect is so crucial, and that's the one thing that I really – appreciate is that message that we have robert and i appreciate mm-hmm. it because it's inherently already what m- my life force is aligned with and so yes. it was a it was a natural uh, evolutionary process for us to come together but i think that that self-empowerment aspect is the most important because when people realize that they really truly do have the power that once they get informed and once they've garnered the knowledge that's necessary they can no longer be the victim and once mm-hmm. you have empowered yourself with knowledge and you're no longer the victim you now have the ability to essentially do anything yes because we are made up of atoms and we know what one atom what one atom released if it's controlled and harnessed in the right way has enough power to power the entire city of new york for a year just one atom we know that if it's unleashed in an uncontrolled manner it's an atomic bomb which is massively destructive right and you're made up of each person's made up of 2.7 2.7 to the 29th power number of atoms. So there's a lot of power within each one of us. It, it really is incredible. And yet we see so much still, so much suffering, so much oppression, so much suppression of this kind of information. And, you know, you talk about the, let's say, the economics at play of these families who have been injured, having children injured in the vaccine wars, I shall call them. 
and, and how many of them are economically challenged to the point where they can't get the kind of care that we know they need to get them well. And even if it was covered by insurance, the fact is the insurance would not cover this system because the system that, for instance, the things that you do, Dr. Batar, would take away so much of the power and profit of the drug industry because of the things you're utilizing would then negate the need, even perceived wrongly so, the need for these products. So the whole system is set up and rigged against the real healing, the genuine empowerment that we're talking about. Because it threatens the status quo and th- threatens the, the hierarchy that exists right now. Well, exactly. And, and this is also... You know, when we talk about Obamacare, we don't take tackle it from a political, oh, because it's a Democrat issue or a Republican issue. That's not our point in saying it. it's just spiritually incorrect, the, you know, the way it's it's been designed, because it's disempowering ultimately. And it's, you know, it's what we call corporate welfare. You know, some people don't like the welfare to people, but then they're going, oh, it's OK if it goes to corporations like Monsanto or the drug industry. Uh, so there's a lot of corruption on a spiritual level that manifests out in many different ways then are divided into a left-right paradigm, and everybody's attacking each other instead of going to the heart of what's really gone wrong. Well, hopefully more and more people are realizing that this whole issue between Democrats and Republicans is nothing more than an illusion created to distract, just like the reality shows and such. And it's all over the world, same thing. There's all sorts of distractions. But remember, stay focused in your mind on things that are important and mm-hmm. what are those things love mm-hmm. gratitude um, being in a state where you are open to receive information not being attached to anything to the point that you're going to compromise your own integrity being as close I guess being as close to the creator as we can get consciously yes. trying to connect to the creator as close as we can get to yeah. that point and even if we can achieve that just for one instant in a lifetime mm-hmm. that's a phenomenal thing once we start to get to that point we start gravitating we start uh we start gravitating to and and things that are positive start gravitating to us and like there's that adage uh, robert how does it like uh, like like, attracts, like attracts like like cures like as well uh, yeah. as we have in homeopathy again a theme running through here I do want to acknowledge, uh, you know, my son just went through having four teeth pulled for braces like I had when I was a kid uh, to make room for the, the, the teeth. And uh, no painkillers, just arnica, basically. How beautiful is that? Homeopathic arnica. And, and, you know, we talk about the beauty and simplicity of energy, interacting with energy and how it transforms physicality. It's, it's so very real. Yeah, and I think I told you off the air before uh, that one of my friends, a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Victor Ferrari, who's a plastic surgeon, he routinely, and I didn't even realize this, but about five years ago I found out he routinely uses Arnica preoperatively on all his patients. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's actually something that I've seen more and more doctors using, which is fantastic. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, special thanks to our friend, Dr. Frank King. He sent me some of the advanced Arnica com- combination formulas as well. So he never anyway, sent me any. Oh, he did? I'll have, to, I'll have to hook you up, man. I'll have to hook you up. Yeah. It's Christmas time. we got to st- stuff those stockings with good arnica. Speaking of stockings, somehow that will go into the next Christmas song that Super Don has graced us with. Oh, my gosh. Don't listen. Don't listen, Apple. Oh, it's too late. <laughs> We've got more advanced medicine coming up after this. Laser hair removal. Is it safe? Is it dangerous? Does it cause cancer? That's a question. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. 
Robert Scott Belcher. Scott Belcher. Lacey Beans, the wife is missing. That's the wrong kind of stocking, Super Don. Did you hear that, Dr. Bittar, walking around in women's underwear? Uh, you know, it's just, I don't even want to go there because I don't want to expose any more of this, uh, of Don's uh, latencies. I don't know what they are. Oh, yeah. Answer. Why Why? Why am I? Why do they call me Super Don? He's oh. super. Because <laughs> I'm fabulous. He's absolutely fabulous. I think you've been talking to, I think you're right. I think you've been talking to uh, Ty Bollinger too long. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you. Oh, oh Ty is going to love that. But then again, he's on vacation, so what, he's not going to hear this. Love you, Ty. Love you, Ty, walking around in women's underwear. You know Speaking that Ty's of the, always hmm? listening to the show. He's always crashing the show. He's always sending me texts or emails or something or to you when we were on the show. <laughs> I remember I told him, you got to get a life, man. I've never, I've never listened to this show. The one time <laughs> was when he asked me to be on it. Otherwise, I've never been on it. I can barely oh, make the show. Yeah, she, I know. That's right. Sometimes you hardly show up for this one, as it is. So uh, anyway, yeah, so, sometimes in the background, Ty will be typing me messages trying to get me to crack up while I'm talking to you. It's very, Sometimes it's hard to take, keep a straight face with that. But, I know. He's, he, he tries to hate me all the time, too. <laughs> oh, now that you know he's walking around in women's underwear, everything will be fine. So, <laughs> okay. Exactly. Speaking of that, we do have a question of the day. Uh, sort of related, I guess. Speaking uh, of that, like yes. something about underwear? Yeah, well, I guess it's related. I mean, uh, you know, people go for this this laser hair removal. Have you heard about this? They go into uh, laser hair therapy, but they say it's non-ionizing radiation. So it's not like they're zapping them with with, with uh, you know onco- oncology radiation. But there's a woman named Lisa. She was asking if we think that non-ionizing radiation received from laser hair removal is carcinogenic. And I, I don't know if you have an opinion or perspective on that. I sort of got a thought about that. Yeah, actually, you don't have to worry about that. It, it's it's more when you change the structure of the sweat gland from which the hair is growing, there may be some concern from that aspect. The whole basis of the laser hair removal is that you basically kill the hair follicle or, or you each time the hair comes back, it comes back thinner and weaker and then basically stops. Um, I would be more concerned about what are we doing to the um, to the, the sweat gland or something. Yeah, I mean, with, with, I, I think yeah, because your point, and I'm hearing it too, is if there is long-term damage to because that's part of the excretory pathway out. Right, the apocrine glands are the issue that I would be more concerned about. But as far as the ionizing radiate, non-ionizing, excuse me, non-ionizing, Say that three times fast. Yeah, not ionizing radiation aspect. I wouldn't be really concerned about that. No, I, I don't think so. You're not you're not damaging, as far as I know, any DNA in this case. Uh, and it's more of a, if it, anything, a temporary burn to tissue, which can be addressed with, uh, you know, there's Apis mellifica, there's uh, uh, Cantharis. These are homeopathic remedies. You can use silver locally, aloe locally, help heal the tissue. Uh, so yeah, no, not a long term concern. Uh, but you know, I guess I guess they used to use it, or maybe they still do on on the on the above the lip. If you have a, a mustache and you're not supposed to have one, yeah. I mean, well, a lot of times people just they would remove the hair from any area, especially the axillary regions, the, the pubic regions. But also sometimes with um, even athletes will have hair removed because 
my brother swam NCAA Division One, and they apparently said that it slowed you know, the hair slows you down in the water, so they would shave their whole bodies. And there's yeah. many reasons that people end up doing it. Um, I don't think that the non-ionizing radiation is anything to be concerned about. Not a big concern. Excellent. Well, that's good. Good, Lisa. You're you're covered there. If that's a concern that you had, so I appreciate that, Doctor Bittar. Uh Yeah, I, you know what? Since you brought that up, Robert, let me just say yeah. something. You know, sure. it's, I think it's a great question mm-hmm. for everybody listening. If you if this was an important, or you thought this was, may have had some importance to you, here's what you should be worried about: microwaves. Stay yes. away from microwaves. Get rid of microwaves. I don't even have a microwave in my house. Yeah, you know, I, I think the day we, we know we've arrived back in America to some level of sanity when new home construction does not include a microwave because they all automatically put it in there. And, and for us, you know, we're in a house we're renting, and it's just storage, right? I mean, it's unplugged, but it's that's not. That's exactly right. It's, it's actually, yeah. That's exactly what we use it for. It's a bread box, and it's unplugged. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. You're co- we don't need another blinking clock, okay? We've got a big <laughs> hole in the wall where the microwave is built in, that, and we pull that out, and then the small one that was... Right. Uh, so there uh, so you go, another I, Christmas gift from Dr. Bittar. Important question, so from an energetic basis, you know, if you're concerned about energetic, the yeah. most important thing to get away from is microwave. Get rid of the microwave and install a non-ionizing laser hair removal system in your kitchen. Okay? Hey, with that, we're out of time, Dr. Bittar. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Super Don. Thank you to the families out there. Protect your kids. Why? Why would you do that? Because the power to heal is still yours. Thanks for being here. Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott Bell Show.